0: Yo, yo, yo! What up? And welcome back to the one and only Minorities Report Film Podcast. This is your deep dive into episode four of Amazon's *The Lord of the Rings*, *The Rings of Power*, and HBO's *House of the Dragon*. Dum 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 through a for perspective. Dum 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 dum. I can't long. Yo, your favorite minorities are back, and the report is in. I am Kobe Mack, and with me on the couch. We got to dub this couch something. This is a suede green couch. It's nice. If y'all can see it, which you will soon, ah, it's my mind. It's my guy. But oh,
1: to, I almost jumped ahead of you, uh, but I don't like that you sang the, the theme song, to the Game of Thrones, but not the one to raise the power. I
0: no, let me tell you right now No one knows the theme song To the Rings of Power I know this is hard Learn for no, no. Learn not. it Okay It's not a thing And I think This is gonna be the thing It's a thing. No, Okay so It's music It's beautiful What folks are gonna clearly understand That there is a divide on right. the The Big Comfy Couch Nah That couch was green You Remember the Big Comfy Couch, comfy couch. The Big Comfy Couch Huh You remember the chick? Wasn't her name TikTok too Big Comfy Couch Is this a is Big comfy couch another person? It's a preschool TV show on PBS that used to play when we were kids. Do I, they had PBS in Puerto Rico? No. Okay. No. All right. Well, no, the we big comfy couch. I have VHS. Yeah, VHS. Okay. Well, we have agreed. We're gonna dub this something. When y'all see it, you'll come up with things. But understand this: there's a divide, right? There's team HOD, and then there's team ROP. Right. There's already, like, a cultural, uh, like, even though Lord of the Rings came out before Game of Thrones. And inspired a lot of a lot Okay, of okay. That, that's cool, right? right? One show was more iconic than one movie. Three movies. Three, six movies
1: well mainly the, mainly the three. three you know what no no i don't even know. I, I, I don't it even i don't more think iconic. it's more, okay
0: i do not believe that it's it's fair please to say don't one crash more your iconic. vehicle
1: because of what he just
0: said <laughs> i mean yo it's got an oscar right it won best picture all right it's, it's not, got like it's a whole not, it is yeah. it is playing in two different playgrounds and now we have a successful film franchise dipping its toe into successful. the tv playground right? right um we'll ask imdb scores about that um that's <laughs> Don't worry, we will get to it. I know you want to unleash so bad. Um, but that's the thing. I, I, like, So when the Rings of Power song comes on, there's nothing distinguishing me, like distinguishable about it, it's this like, is, yo, I'm going to like really catch on to it. Because
1: it's brand new. Like Lil Wayne said, I, but, but I really, I feel like you in know what? GOT they didn't try, even try to make a new song. They didn't even try to adjust it slightly. They were just like, you know what? We're gonna take the same song. We're <laughs> gonna recycle it exactly as it was. You wanna know why? Even even Marvel takes the same theme songs for a new movie and just like alters it. Uh, like Star Wars alters it. Like John John Williams takes his own music and alters it. Why? Why is it that the House of the Dragon was just like you know what we're getting ahead of it. Because it's so effective, it is. And you know what? I I did feel that twinge of nostalgia when I when it, the song came on.
0: Yeah, second episode, we were like, that oh, second stop. episode, it, we're it, back, baby.
1: It felt emotional. Yeah, third episode, I couldn't help but think, why don't we have a new song? I it definitely. Feels like I a wouldn't Robin. mind.
0: I wouldn't mind something that is inspired from it and just rearranged a little bit differently. That is like signature to like House Targaryen. Right, sure. Um, because you, like obviously, like inside of like what we see on TV, like that's different than like kind of seeing like you know Westeros and Essos and stuff like that. Um, where like with Rings of Power, I don't know. Like, so what is that theme the same from the films? Is there even like an overarching score that's like super like iconic the, from the films?
1: I mean, I I'm sure for for many, but it's not something that necessarily. Are really you cool.
0: humming things from Lord of the Rings when I watch it? When yeah. you watch it, but it's specific to but each not, individual movie, not okay. overall.
1: No, there's music overall for the trilogy, and then there's music overall that's like inspired by it. So it takes okay. a lot from so that original quick, Raul, for the Hobbit. Hold
0: on, hold on. When I say Harry Potter, yeah. what do you hear? <laughs> da, 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 da. Sure. Okay, okay, okay. When I say Game of Thrones, what do you hear? Maybe it's a WB thing. I don't know. (laughs) When I say Lord of the Rings, what do do you
1: hear? Music.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, no. If you want to hear more of this, please make sure to give the show a follow at Emerald (laughs) Port Pod. on Twitter, Instagram, and subscribing to the website for any and all new content at MReportPod.com. We need a theme song. Yo, anybody out there listening right now that wants to be a part of greatness, come hop on with the crew and create a dope MR theme. Once again, today on The Report, we're reviewing episode four of both The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, and House of the Dragon. Quick reminder to all you folks and fellows out there, our proficiency of Tolkien lore and GOT history is what was presented to us in their respective films and series, not the books, we actually prefer it that way. We are reviewing these series on their own merit based on what is presented to us by the shows, not based on what could be or has been in other sources. First up on the report, the not spoiler review of episodes four of Lord of the Rings: The Rings of Power, The Great Wave.
1: Queen Regent Muriel's faith is tested. Isildur finds himself at a crossroads. Elrond uncovers a secret. Arondir is given an ultimatum. And Theo disobeys his mama Bronwyn. It is. The the episode is directed by Wayne Yip. It is written by Jason Cahill and Justin Doble. And the series is created by John D. Payne and Patrick McKay. So,
0: we're four episodes in now. Four. Ask me, Four. do I believe in this world? Do you believe in this world? I do. Of course. Do I believe in these characters? I'll answer. Yes, you do. Yeah, I've seen them before. A lot of them, right? Do I believe in this conflict? Of course. I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) What's going on? Okay, so we talk about trees. It's blowing stuff. I got this queen that's mad. Not for no reason. For good reasons. Okay, so I I think what's happening, this show looks really, really good. Exceptional. And I think I'm being distracted by how much world building is going on. How many episodes are there in this series? Uh, For this one, there are eight. There's eight. So we are now at the halfway mark. Yes. And nothing... A principal consequence has happened yet. I don't feel like how I felt when watching WandaVision, right? Because I do feel like that it's important, especially for a guy who I've never watched the Hobbit. I never watched the Hobbit trilogy. Right. Right? So I'm only going in with my frame of reference. Shout out to KT and OT. We love y'all. So like my frame of reference is the original trilogy, right? You know, Lord of the Rings. Two Towers, great action movie. Goodness gracious, man. And then Return of the King, which, to be honest with you, wasn't my favorite. Somehow won an Oscar. That's cool. Whatever. Um, so going in, I feel like I'm getting the setup of everything. And I'm seeing these characters. And, like, I know that there is something afoot. There is an evil that's brewing that has not appeared. No one really knows if it's, like, truly here or not. And none of these characters are intersecting yet. And I think, I think for me, there's like a metronome that I have where it's like I need these characters to come together. Kind of like in Jurassic World where it took damn near to the end of the third act for all these characters to now intersect. And I felt like we were kind of middling to get to that point. I don't feel like this is middling, but I don't feel as attached or invested into the conflict because I truly don't know what it is. So – I think that this is a struggle a lot lot of
1: uh, not Lord of the Rings fans are having. I know what's happening. For me, like, Dre and I are watching this and we're, like, completely invested. Completely following what's happening. Um, We are being revealed things that we had only heard of, right? Like, in episode three, it would have been Numenor. And as we're watching this, it's really all about... As the tiles, right, as the, the puzzle pieces flip over, it's getting the full image. And now we're getting to the point where we know, like, it's, it's kind of like Game of Thrones, right? It's like we know what's going to happen way down the road. We know these, like, prophecies that they mention in House of the Dragon. And we know how they turn out way down the road. So that's what's happening to me in... Rings to power, mm. is that I know where we're going. Yeah, I know what happens thousands of years from now. I know what Sauron does. They don't know yet. Gotcha. And for people that this is their entry point, which is younger people, which is people like you that have seen the movies but have not really like invested time to continually watch them like Dre and I do, or invested time to know in the universe that Tolkien created, um, you guys, they've, they have built it in a way so that you guys are able to catch up. And they're building this world so that if, you, if this is your entry point, again, you are able, you're not confused. But you're also watching this as if it's the first thing. When we first watched Lord of the Rings, we only know what they're revealing to us. Yeah. So this, we only, you guys only know what they're revealing to us. I know what happens. Yeah. This version of Galadriel does not know what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. She doesn't even know of the existence of the Rings of Power. Yeah. I do. I know what the Rings of Power do. I know who creates the Rings of Power. I know what the One Ring does.
0: And I know the, the only movie. basis I have on the Rings of Power is just what was told to me in like a recanting story from the first film. So yes. we're now episode four.
1: And well, the and Rings they, of they talk about it within the whole movie. The whole trilogy, they Correct. mentioned the Rings.
0: What sure. I mean by that is that like, from the beginning of that film, we talk about the ring of power, right? right? This we're now in episode four; it's not mentioned at all. No, so a part of me is like, so when do we get like? Do you, do you feel like where my disconnect is? So the thing is that again, it's
1: one of those things that. It's like Imagine how I'm the not, dragon so had no dragons. I, so the thing is that you don't. You don't even know. Who, you don't even know who creates. I have no idea. The rings. I can't even remember from when that. I think I was like, I, I, was right. that in middle school when that came out? <laughs> so, uh, I don't, that would have been two thousand and one. I think the first one. Oh, the first one was in two thousand one. Nah, I'm pretty sure. What? Yeah, get out of here.
0: Maybe. Oh, Dang, hey, all right.
1: <clears throat> so, for you, you're. That's what you're waiting for. I mean, yes. it's in the title of the show: "The Rings of Power." Yeah. What's happening? For me. I know one who creates them physically. They're introduced, but we don't know what they're up to. We We simply know. Are they introduced? Yeah, they're here in the show. Okay. We simply know that they're up to something. What are they up to? We don't know. Can it be the rings? We don't know. But what we also know is that based on the movies, right? This is not a spoiler for the show, guys. This is based on movies that came out many years ago, (laughs) many moons ago. um Sauron yeah creates the one ring in secret mm-hmm. but he also inspires the other 19 rings so that
0: okay see there's like there is i think what i should have did before watching the show was rewatch it yeah. go probably I, helps I, I, okay you know what all right between now and episode 5 right now what everybody's doing uh-huh everybody
1: that is like me yeah we're just like where is sauron uh-huh when is he going to pop his
0: head out Okay, remind me, Sauron is the eye. Sauron is the eye. Okay, cool. The not gray wizard is. Saruman. So, no,
1: this, under- is, okay, this is, is problematic. This is You understand? Problematic. So you,
0: uh, you understand? This I, is I got my, that confused my, my so big, much.
1: My biggest critique of uh, of Tolkien, and I think that this is why this rule was established, is that now in writing, as a writer, one of the big things that I mention to you is do not make multiple names. <laughs> sound the same. Okay. If you can avoid it, don't even start two characters' names with the same letter. Yeah. Because it's too confusing. And Tolkien does that a lot. We have Sauron and Saruman. We got Arwen. And
0: oh, that's Anne. not the same character? No. Dang! <laughs> so when you told me the chick who's with the Puerto Rican Elf, right? I was like, I could have Bron- sworn that there was that's, a Barrowin already. That's Bronwyn. <laughs> but there is a Barrowin, right?
1: No, I've never heard of that character. Oh, lord.
0: Oh, I'm thinking of the actor from Arrow. John Barrowman. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: But regardless, listen, this show, episode four, yeah, we're we'll finally going to get into, <laughs> is really, really great. Yes. Um, I think that as I'm talking to other people, as I'm digesting what other people are saying, they're having a hard time with some of the slower moments in the show. And this episode got rid of all that. I think that the biggest part is if you guys are watching, which you should be, it's a phenomenal show. Visuals are absolutely incredible. Cinematography is oh, forget about it. There is one storyline. We're watching multiple storylines. So we have Galadriel's storyline. We have um, Isildur's storyline now introduced. Right. We have Elrond who's doing his own thing. Um, and we have the Harfoots. They were in this episode. Harfoots and wizard, or well, Harfoots and man that fell out of the sky. Right. So the story of I love the show. The story of the Hartfoots is, which we we're seeing in episode one, two, and three, <clears throat> nothing is really developing in that story except for just a question mark of who is this guy that fell out of the sky. And that's making it hard because they are purposefully keeping that question from us, the answer, right? But that is what's going to be, that's the development of that story. The Hartfoot story is really who is this man that fell out of the sky? Until like uh, until that is more revealed, that story is very slow. Because it's really about people that are just trying to mind their own business. They're hiding from other people. They live in the woods. They're nomads. They travel. <clears throat> Nothing else is happening in this storyline. So their story is very slow and in episodes one through three. Their story is featured prominently. Episode four does not have the Hartford story in it. It's everything else, which is a lot more exciting. So to me, episode four is... The best episode so far
0: yeah so episode four, I feel like right now the ep- it's not that like the episodes are indistinguishable. it's just that without me kind of attaching on to like what the primary conflict is because we have all of these principal characters that are, are intersecting, I don't know where necessarily we're going and I, because I don't have I, like you seem very intimately connected to what the next point is and I don't know what that is sure. So I hope that episode five actually makes that clear, or else I'm going to feel a bit more like, okay, I we don't have much time left. I want yeah. to get attached to something right now. The only person that I'm attached to is based off of like strong performance, and that is through what I get from the actress who plays Galadriel, and then getting from the Puerto Rican actor that plays the elf, yeah. right? Because I'm connected with these characters that are experiencing deep sorrow this Elf woman who feels so deeply concerned that yo evil is afoot, yeah. and you guys are trying to pacify the entire world. And I don't know why. I believe that the dude. I guess this guy is a character that's inside the movies. Gagalala, gagalada, gagalulu. I still don't know what you're talking about. He's like the king elf. Galgado. No, Gal-gad-o. Gal-gad-o? <laughs> What's his name? Galaga. Come on, bro. Galaga. He's the king elf, he sent her away. He was like, yo, I'ma send you to this place. You know, I'ma send you to not uh you know Valhalla. <laughs> the Valhalla elves.
1: Let me check. He's a Gilgahad. New, he's a newer character.
0: No, he's in no he's in the movie.
1: He's not in the movies.
0: Gilgahad isn't in the movies. I don't know what man you're trying to say. <laughs> he's the he's he's in charge of Elrond. He was telling everybody what to do. He is in charge of
1: Elrond. But okay. eventually, Elrond is him. Elrond is the king. Yeah, so what happens to this guy? I probably went to Valinor. You went to Valinor? Yeah. Oh, so it is Valhalla. Okay. Oh, you're right. It's Gilgalad. Gilgalad? <laughs> High King Gilgalad. I'm not, uh, yeah, that's, that's a character outside of my knowledge. He's a brand new
0: character from Oh, me. so he's not in the movie? I, no. High okay. King Gilgalad is not. Gotcha. Okay. I feel like what I'm seeing. Is that he's up to something? He either knows that something isn't all the way
1: right, but I, I or he's, he's in on it. He makes that clear in one of the previous episodes. I think in episode two. Oh, he he says that he's he kind of or I, it might have been in episode one where Isildur is just basically like, you know, why did you send her away? And he says like, listen, we can't have that. I know something is up, but like we cannot basically like so panic until there is evidence, like. And I feel like for him, yeah. evil will not present itself until it feels like no one is hunting it. So
0: this is the thing that, like, maybe is a bit, dis- like, disconcerting for me. Because evil seems very apparent in public in this one town. In the southland. So, like, you got, like, magic powers and you just don't know that there's, like, literally hordes of orcs just mining for something. And there's, like, daddy elf orc that, like, who's he? He's a new character. Who I can barely understand. What is but very consistent in yeah. episodes one through four yeah. is that you have to pay close attention <laughs> yeah. to what is being said because it is tough. Yeah. But
1: um no, yeah, some of the characters are very difficult to understand. It's especially Adar. That's his name.
0: Adar. Adar, yeah. Um, that's, oh, that's the daddy. I call him Daddy Elf Orc because right. he said he's the father of the orcs. He we don't
1: we don't. It seems like he has a connection, like he
0: intimately cares about them. He does, yeah. right? Um, he's in a character poster, so like I know he's a he's a character of substance. And like, yeah, 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 oh, right? he will be. It feels like he will be. Yeah, yeah. So, and I like his character. I like what he's doing. I do. Yeah. I I, I, sh- I, I, Once again, I don't know what was presented to me in the previous films. What I remember because it's been so long, and I really do need to rewatch them. Well, we Orcs are them bad. In
1: December, you can join us if you would like.
0: Okay. Orcs are bad. Elves can be good or bad. Humans can be good or bad. Elves. dwarves are typically good. Yo, Sh- Dina? Is that her name, Dina? That's the elf's name? What name? What, what? The princess elf. No, princess dwarf. This is tough. The princess dwarf, she's very, very good. One, I love her voice. That was a fantastic performance. She's just so fun. I love her accent. This is like like her biggest title to date. Like she's done like some other stuff. She was in like a big comfy couch series, right? That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, it's she's really really good. I like this show. Like the show's good. Um, I think I I I think the where I have the most mystery that I'm attaching myself to is that usually like with fantasy titles um, as a kid, that's like something that I really really loved. So, bra, bra win. Bronwyn, Bronwyn. Uh-huh. Bronwyn's son uh-huh. that is not Puerto Rican elf's son that's what that's what they want to tell us, right uh-huh. um and that sword, whose sword is that so is that is that sauron's sword? so if I had
1: to guess, yes, like that's what my guess is but it's an interesting thing because it looks like a broken sword
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the only sword that we're familiar with. That's broken. It, it is the sword that uh, Aragon has? Yes. At the end of the trilogy, correct. It gets reforged, which is the sword that cut the ring off of Sauron's hand and destroyed it and won the war. So that's the this sword. It, it almost feels like they're doing it on purpose. That they made this sword like cut so that we have like that nostalgia, but it's a totally different thing. But it feeds off of like his fear and like bad intention. And grows. Crazy. I think it feeds from his pain, from his blood. He stabs himself with it.
0: Oh yeah. So he
1: has to like stab the the
0: hilt of it into his. Yo, hand. anybody having problems with the CG in the show? I feel like you're going in with like implicit bias that you're unwilling to kind of like just divulge because the CG in the show, the makeup it's in the so show, good. the practical effects yeah. is like this show on a technical level. I think is the best thing that I've seen out this year.
1: It's it's fantastic. Yeah. Also, I. Before we we move on to House of Dragon, we want to give it up to Amazon for putting out a statement from the cast yeah. against racism, um, which is fantastic. I love that they did not back down. I'm not going to mention who, but there are other uh, studios that I wish had taken the same stance with their properties um, and did not. Instead, they fed into that and did some rearranging to appease racist fans and we want to clap it up for amazon uh for taking a stance and saying yo we this is right this is a rich world full of many races that is absolutely what token created is a world of races and just because you pictured them and they were all white in your mind does not mean that this world is not rich with color so thanks amazon for standing up thank you for the cast and the crew and everybody for creating this show because i'm loving seeing people like me On the screen. I know many people are. So. um, This show is absolutely. Important. And people should watch it. So. Yes. It's a ride. Yes. There's a lot to digest. But it absolutely is worth digesting.
0: It's unfortunate when Amazon has to come out with a statement. To combat just the. Implicit hate. That the show is getting. That's super unwarranted. Like the fact that there's such a like. Crazy disparity between like. What I feel like are honest sentiments of this show, and like if you look at the IMDb score, it's just being inundated with like just bots and fake reviews, and just like I don't know why black elves and dwarfs are so triggering for people. Yeah, like like it is twenty twenty two is sick that like we're still in this place. We're talking about fantasy, make believe stuff. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it, it's whack. The show does not deserve the hate that it's getting, nor do the actors um, deserve the hate being like tossed their way and good on Amazon for stepping up and like showing solidarity and support uh, with their cast and crew. And um, I just hope that for the folks that continue to watch the show to be open minded and understand that representation is important and so is diversity. Um, and this is this is this is fiction, yeah. you know, but it's what we need to be able to see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Don't don't let that rating on IMDb
0: and Everywhere deter you from watching it. It definitely should be watched. Next up on the report, the nods for the review for episode four of House of the Dragon, King of the Narrow Sea. After Rhaenyra cuts short her tour
1: of Westeros, <laughs> that's one thing to call it, Daemon introduces her <laughs> to the street of Silk after dark. Wow, it's wow.
0: wow, wow.
1: directed by Claire Kilner and written
0: by Ryan J. Condle and Ira Parker. I'm trying to figure out like a really cute, not even cute, a really mature, because I have to recognize that Renara is maturing every episode. Rhaenyra is wild, bro. All right? <laughs> <laughs> <I, laughs> like, if any, if out of all the stuff that we watched this month, I would not have been surprised if Renara was twerking in this episode. Forget about She-Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Ranera is ready to put it on somebody. I'm actively trying to forget about yes, She-Hulk. She is like, she's like, listen, somebody is going to get it, all right? Because <laughs> young Renara ain't but got like another episode or two left on this show. And she is trying to get <laughs> Buck wild, all right? If you remember with like early on we saw Amelia Clark as like Danny and like she was negative stuff like that. Like she was so reserved. to I mean you it's like a bump that, all right? I'm like the like I'm like the like what a great grandmama of dragons or whatever like that. Um yeah, she's ready to get it in. And this show, it starts out like very it it's interesting the time jumps, right? So yes, I'm much more invested into this world and these characters because I have a closer connection to the world in which we just left off. So it's fresher in my mind. I can imagine if Rings of Power came out less than three years after Return of the King, I'd be the same way. Sure. And where we are with pop culture and the internet, the internet was smaller during the Lord of the Rings trilogy. The internet is bigger during Game of Thrones and Rings of Power where we all feel ownership with this. So we're deeply invested into it and... It's a different medium that we already are familiar with. Going from films to TV can be a bit different. This is a uniformity that we've been like consistent with. And what's also been consistent has been the maturity level of this show as well as how great these characters are written. I'm so impressed because I thought from the beginning these characters were going to be derivative of other archetypes that we had in Game of Thrones. I think that on our own, stands on our own. I think that King Viserys stands on his own. Damon stands completely on his own. I don't attribute him or his personality to anyone that's come before. Um, that's come before that we've seen in Game of Thrones. Really, um, this world is unique because we we have a. I don't want to say we have a gist. We know how it's going to end, kind of like with what you know with rings of power. So it's really interesting, kind of having that symmetry. But this approach is just—it's really interesting, and, I, and I'm seeing Rhaenyra try to come into her own, but like, I think that she's adopted. I think that she is, dupli- she's, there's a duality with her that's really intriguing. I think her father believes that he's a good man. I think Rhaenyra is unsure if she's a good person or she no longer wishes to hold herself back so she has the freedom to whether do good or do bad. I think she is tired of the role that she has to play, and she's even more tired of, because she's a woman, being strictly used and not having any agency overall. her role.
1: Sure. I, I mean, I think the biggest thing is one thing that's been very clear, which, guys, we're going to get into this. Not everything is very clear in this show. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. It's we'll, we'll absolutely, we'll
0: absolutely dependent upon you to stay after the credits. <laughs> very
1: <laughs> much so. Listen, first, first, first is. I think one thing that has been clear from the beginning is that Rhaenyra admires Damon. She admires his like it's um rebellion. She admires the way that he does things his own way, he writes his own books, he you know he he does things he doesn't follow strictly and maybe that has a lot to do with the fact that he is not the king. He wants to be the king, but he is not. And so he gets a lot more liberty. You know, we're constantly hearing Viserys say, "You know, we we even him as the king is subject to tradition, to the rules, to what is expected of him." Daemon does not play by those rules, which is probably what makes him what would make him such a dangerous king. But Rhaenyra, she wants the freedom not only that men have, but she loves the freedom that Daemon has. Yeah. So I think she loves the idea of ruling simply, just like Damon does, simply because it means that she may finally one day be respected. But I think more than that, she actually just wants her freedom, which is what
0: Damon has. Yeah. She loves that. She really does. And I remember watching in the first episode, I felt like this very odd attraction that Damon had for Rhaenyra. Yeah. But knowing intimately what this family's about... That wasn't off putting to me, sure. But it's like, yo, bro, that's your like that's your niece, like, and I'm pretty sure at the time she was like, well, weird. You just do her like 14, 14 right? 14. Um, but like, it 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 is so wild how intricate this episode goes because it's titled King of the Narrow Sea because after Damon's herald victory that we saw in, like this excellent action set piece yeah. in episode three, Damon finally returns, straight up ignores Rhaenyra, like almost like. Takes out her ship, <laughs> like I'm pretty sure he knew that was her ship. Oh, yeah. he's like, ah, I'm just gonna do whatever. Yeah. But I also, I think there's this antagonization that Damon has for her. I think he sees he sees the familial bond that he has with her because you know he's you know her uncle. I think that if I were to guess, I do not believe that Damon presents as like in his 40s. I think he's supposed to present as in his young 20s. Is he supposed to be in his 40s? Well. I, I I guess because, like, you know, like, you have probably, like, a, 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 a Theo or a Thea who's not too different in to age from you, And you treat them more like an older brother or a sister as opposed to an aunt or an uncle. You see what I'm saying? Sure. So I don't that, have that, but I know people that do, yeah. That's I also I ta- know
1: people that have uncles and uncles that are younger than them.
0: Correct, right? Uh-huh. And so that dynamic, that's why I thought, like, okay, why they would always, like, you know, they enjoy speaking the old tongue with one another when it's not something that really anybody else, like, you know, uh Cares for sure, right? I think that they are, or they're more so. It's weird, they're attracted to the old ways, but also want the conventions of like what they want contemporarily, right? It's like Rainera feels really dumb and like how just naive she is. To like, you're a woman, you should know from the time that you were born, you're gonna be treated differently because you do not have a penis, right? Uh-huh. So it's weird how resistant that she is to that, but like, there's nothing that you can do, like, legitimately, your great aunt was rightfully supposed to be queen. But could it because she was a woman? Yeah. There was, you know, someone with, even though a lower claim, but he was a man. Right. And you're just going to have to get used to that. Right? Right. Um, so she's rebelling. And I just, I did not expect that the way that she rebels was going to be like, she got completely seduced by David. And, um, yeah. So I, I, the big question is. He
1: kind of, we see grooming in, in fast motion. Yes, he's like treating her like no one else does. Yes. He makes her feel special. He gives her agency of her own.
0: They have their he, their Aladdin and Jasmine moment. It's a whole new world, a brand yeah. new Westeros to see. Exactly,
1: <laughs> and then they watch the play where
0: they're making fun of her. Yeah,
1: and he's like, that's oh.
0: always effective, right? And then he's when like, you see how the townspeople really think yeah. of you when you're and around. Then, right?
1: And then he doesn't like go like, that's not you. No, he kind of negs her. Yeah, right. He like negs her, and then. He shows her other people partaking in the sexual pleasures, which is another big grooming tactic. Uh So this episode, I was just like, "Oh God, this is." I knew exactly where it was going because I was like, "I know exactly this this is horrible." Um, But yeah, he 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 was effective, more effective than he thought, (laughs) because he was not expecting her reaction. Yeah, I think he expected her to be uneasy and uncomfortable then mm-hmm. instead she gave into it mm-hmm. and i think oh she gave all the into she did And this draw. is Wait. listen this is where this is where guys if you are watching the show and you are not staying to watch the inside of the episode afterward you're doing yourself a massive disservice because as much as we like a lot of the writing in the show we like a lot of the characters This show's main weakness is in direction. All four episodes so far have had problems in direction. And staying to see the inside of the episode has given us such great insight into what is actually happening. So for episode three, there was like, oh, in this scene, the king feels like this. Like they were telling us in the inside of the episode something that we did not get when watching this. When watching this, I don't know if you guys knew. If you didn't stay to watch the inside of the episode, you probably don't. That Damon, when he seduces Rhaenyra, one, This part I got, for the most part, which is he likes to be in control. And she tried to take control from him. So I think, one, his plan didn't work the way he expected to. And two, he was starting to lose control because she was trying to take it. He didn't like it. He got upset. Maybe he felt a little twinge of guilt. That's what I saw. He got upset he stormed off and left her with her pants down, right? According to Inside the Episode, <laughs> Damon in this scene was, what's the word? Impotence. Impotent. He was impotent, and that's why he stormed off. Because he just couldn't get it to work. I did not get that, Colby. Did you?
0: So, in Episode 1, we're shown him having sex with his whore. And which is the
1: it's the, the it quotes. The first this episode, is in quotes. Yeah, it's their word, not ours.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what I what I read as just like a sexual frustration, yes, was not impotence to
1: me. That was not impotence in episode one. Correct. Which apparently, it's supposed to be. Yes. And in this episode, it wasn't impotence, and it's supposed to be.
0: Yeah. So it's hard to. So the thing is, I'm seeing a character emotional journey going on. That we're reading as like, oh, this is narrative growth. Where yeah. they're reading as like just physical, just like, you know, you know, uh, uh, hindrance. Yeah. And that changes the dynamic so much. Yeah. You know, where what's been interesting, the layers that we built on Damon is that like he's just not all bad. I think that he is really like, he really recognized that he could be a strong leader, right? He is an opposing force. He is half cocked sometimes and wants to go off the rails. But there's been good that's come of it. Mm-hmm. Right? He could have caused a lot of mayhem on that bridge, but he backed down for Rainera. Right? Like he's not completely crazy, you know. You know, he's he's not like our Viserys that we knew from you know Danny's older brother, right? Right. Like he's not like that. Like there's something that's calculating about him, but like you kind of like it. I guess it's similar to like Jamie right Jamie Lannister? Yes. Especially like how Jamie like be, you know come to be like you know after you know um, his time in the King's Road, right? Um so it, it's tough cuz like now it's like oh if you just couldn't do it cuz you couldn't get it up <sighs> it means a lot less. It really really does, yeah. you know. Um it's still a fantastic journey, but now it kind of took the impression that I had for him off and now I'm placing all on Rhaenyra who really wants to have control because right now she recognizes that with each, each passing episode, she's losing more and more. Every day her younger brother becomes older, it's a threat to her claim and what yeah. the king said, except that the king, by the end of the episode, is willing to listen to her even though she doesn't deserve it because while she got caught up doing something with her uncle completely lying about it to everybody, lying about their best friend, did a horrible job at lying about it too. She's like, oh my God, no, I didn't do anything. You have to believe me. Shut up. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it, it, it was about to go wild. Um, and they hear her talk about it too. Like in her little Aussie accent. It's so cute. Is <laughs> it's so cute, right? Um, but like, you know, she lies to everybody. She lies to her dad and stuff like that. And like, yes, you know, Otto Hightower has spies, you know, attached onto to her. And I was surprised. I did not think the king was going to side with Renera. I really would have thought this This auto again, just kind of like, you know, being auto Like, yo, I, yeah, I got spies, bro. I got to like have it, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but like, it bit him in the butt and he no longer has got a job. Which um, brings me to another point. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Otto did have her followed. Yeah. That's not clear. No. It's just so, I thought like, kind of like how... um right. Varys has his little birds all over. Yes. The, that's what I thought it was. Yes, and he
1: because it, like it's when they walk out of the when she walks out of the brothel, mm-hmm. the kid is just laying in the alley. Yeah. and he stands up and he's just like, "Oh my god," because you know she didn't she didn't dress up properly. Or yeah. or anyway, it there was not no indication. Again, I just feel like this is back to direction. There is no indication that anything is afoot. Yeah, it feels like they're getting away with it. It feels like they are sneaking through the city successfully, except for that one guard, whatever. But it never once feels like they're in any sort of danger of being spied upon, of being seen, of being attacked. And they
0: anything. also don't care. They're not wearing masks in this place. There's a lot of prominent figures inside of this harem, right? And they don't care. It's like, there's only so many silver-haired people walking around yeah, the it's, kingdom. it's pretty strange, yeah. You know, so it's like, weird. like, oh yeah, well, you better not tell anybody because we'll tell them. Um, I'm not the king <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying I'm not yeah. the princess I, I could go over here and like diddle this boy or whatever like that's yeah. not a problem but like you shouldn't be right yeah. um, and I will say it's interesting that like this is what 170 years before right
1: before the birth of Daenerys Targaryen
0: so I mean, like how bad really was Jamie and Cersei Because, like, Otto's like, yo, Rhaenyra should marry, you know, Aegon. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, they would have to bear a kid at some point. It actually makes much more sense for Damon to Demi- be like... So Daemon's essentially now his lust for the throne to say, let me target Rhaenyra and that'll be my end to the throne. Where if the king really is going to honor that she is going to be the rightful ruler, yeah. regardless of him having a son or whatever... Because he would be her husband when she dies, he becomes king. Yes, that's how that works.
1: I th- sure, <laughs> I don't know how it works when there's a woman in the throne. Yeah, I don't know, but when like, there's a man in the throne, he has to name an heir. Correct, yeah,
0: regardless of having a wife or not. Interesting, which let's clear he's already got one of those. He has a lady, I love that they call he has a lady wife. In the veil, we don't know who she is, oh, and they don't have a kid. We've never seen
1: room. her. We've never seen this person. We, in my mind, I just
0: keep thinking, keeps, "Liza Aaron." I don't he, know why. <laughs> he,
1: he keeps calling her like these terrible names. Yeah, like she so must I be like this. <laughs> like,
0: I keep picturing like Gollum. Like, like
1: she's like, she's oh, like, call Like,
0: and like, I, I, I'm wondering if we're gonna see her. We're gonna be like, she is gorgeous. <laughs> like she probably is. But see, I read that initial scene with the with the with his whore as like, oh, he likes guys. That's why he couldn't finish. Sure. Cause I just because we saw we saw again,
1: that a, yeah again like there is a serious serious issue in this show with direction, um the writing like we said the writing is solid yes. The writing is strong the characters are strong the the performance is incredible the CGI it's all right
0: it's yeah not, it's not as good as Lord of the Rings that's for but sure. it's also it's not what it's not what the show is like is is built off sure of, right? it's brings like, right. the power. It has to sell the fantasy and the action. Sure. This is to sell the drama and the discord. Sure. I
1: will say the cinematography in this fourth episode is abysmal. It's really bad. There's like a scene. There's like a shot that looks like Otto is peeing. (laughs) But he's actually supposed to be just like contemplating, like really struggling with the decision. (laughs) And it's the most uncomfortable shot. And it it makes no sense. And I just – the whole show, the cinematography, especially for – the whole show, the cinematography is just okay. Yeah, I this agree. episode in particular, it's really bad, um, which has a lot to do with direction. And again, I just think that the cinematography. Look at the things that are struggling for us, right? It's not the writing, it's not the performances. With well, the performances, have a lot, have a lot to do with direction. Yeah, but also they have agency of their own. These actors are very talented, but the directors are specifically uh, tasked with bringing the script to life, aka telling the story in visual format, and through that what the camera's doing, where the camera's placed. And the cinematography is amongst the weakest because the direction is the weakest thing in the show so far. Um, yeah, every week, we, I mean, episode three, we were like, we were really struggling with why these people could just hide in caves and <laughs> not be killed by dragon breath.
0: You know? Oh, it's a like, cave. There's nothing
1: we can do. It's like, <laughs> it's like the, the weakness of dragons is caves. like, bro there has to be a better plan. You were fighting for two years and these people just like, how did they get food? Did you cut off their like delivery? Like how are they surviving in there without food and water? They're in the ocean. They can't drink ocean water. What is happening? Are they just eating all the crabs? Okay, we'll run out of crabs. Nobody's feeding crabs and then we'll kill them. Like I don't understand how these people survived for two years in caves, not being killed by dragons, not being killed by starvation, not being killed by dehydration. It makes no sense. So again, that has a little to do with writing, but <laughs> the direction is the biggest problem with this show, and it's it's a real real hindrance. Every episode we are criticizing it, and every episode we are absolutely sitting through and watching the inside of the episode, which I'm I'm grateful for because it has given us insight
0: into what's actually happened, not what we are seeing. I feel like we need to give a fantasy, like almost like fantasy football, like essentially like we're gonna put these two shows against each other because like. They chose this for a reason, right? Sure. Like the fact that the episodes sure, sure, are coming out... Sure. They did out, it on purpose. They did it on purpose, right? right. So yeah. like there needs to be a like fantasy TV show belt that goes back and forth WWE style each week. Where right now between episode sure. four of House of Dragon and episode four of Rings of Power, who would you give the fantasy belt to? i am giving it to Rings of Power. I want to give it to House of Dragon. You want to, but you shouldn't. What's it? What's it? I... You are you are you are correct with the direction of this episode, right? I think if we separate the things individually, yes. If Which are okay. lucky. Looking- right. So going forward, I want to start doing that. I want to start giving like points, and then right. like let's put up a poll after like are attached to the episode because I don't want to get the people involved because I think this is like really really fun. Um, and like I want I'm I'm gonna design a belt, a fictional belt to be able to give it to. Right, I'm gonna put black elves. I'm gonna put uh black yeah. Valorians on it. Yeah. All right, I put uh, so many diverse characters on this belt <laughs> to piss all you racists off okay yeah, yeah. you guys do not have to vote you don't have to, you don't have to vote okay you're cleared i saying if you want to right um i mean okay I, i'm fine with right now for episode four of rings of power taking the fantasy belt
1: we're not gonna just like give it to them like charity okay no it's the not. direction of this episode is, str- four okay. is stronger the cinematography is stronger the visuals are stronger the performances are on par both shows are good, delivering incredible performances. Okay,
0: I think what I think what Damon and Renera do it, and also like this was a that was a great performance from King Viserys. You would agree, like one King Viserys to me is the weakest part of the performances
1: in this show. That's wild. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. Patty Constantine, Listen, I like you, but it is the weakest performance of the show thus far. Damn, I think even Allison yeah. is doing a stronger job.
0: <laughs> you wait till Olivia Cook comes. I'm watch, so all, ready watch all, gonna watch all of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but performances I feel like are on par. Both shows are delivering incredible performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the writing is good on both sides. I just think that you are less invested in one than the other. But one is also moving further than the other. The, well, one is skipping years. Okay. And it doesn't have to do the world building that Lord of the Rings feels it needs to do to okay. catch up people. Okay, break, break writing down. Dialogue. Which show is better? So, for me, it's Lord of the Rings. You did the dialogue. Yes, because I really love the style of writing. I feel like it's really matching what Tolkien brings in his books. And I love that, like, poetic kind of talking that they do. And for me, that writing is difficult to do. So, for me, I'm giving it to that. I think that the rhythm of the dialogue in Lord of the Rings is more to what I... My sensibility of what I like as a writer, Mm. I really like the dialogue. Now, Lord of the Rings, I mean... uh, Sorry, House of the Dragon, it it the dialogue is strong, yes, and it's pushing the story forward, yes, it's doing it very effectively. So I think they're about on par. It just depends on what you like when we're at the. I home. think I don't me, think one has worse dialogue
0: narrative wise in regards to the clear and present conflict. It's more apparent in House of the Dragon, yeah, versus Rings of Power. So it's easy for me to be able to see the effectiveness of like finding the conflict putting our characters in place to be able to create stakes uh, cuz right now i mean uh, what we're, we're seeing in episode 3 and 4 of Razor power we are
1: seeing orcs take people and start to take over land take down trees which is what they're known for right uh they're they're very against the forests um even though they rely on the shadow for yeah, the like, anyway but um, that, that, those they, arrows could have hit them <clears throat> sure sure but like the arrows could have hit we them! we <laughs> are seeing active like uh, opposition uh-huh. in Lord of the Rings. It's just that not every character is aware of it. Very few characters are aware of it. Only the ones in the Southlands are aware of it. How far is the Southlands to where the Numenor is? Numenor? Cool. Numenor is an island, the furthest island west. Furthest Before, island west. Yeah, Valinor is the only thing that's any further west. And the Eagles Numenor. can't watch this anywhere. What are you, what are you talking about? I always just the, the Do you way you think they, the eagles just fly around and watch stuff and talk to each other? Let me why are they not? The eagles... I don't think they Wait, don't the eagles... Like wait, wait hold, on, hold on, hold on. There's talking trees in this series, isn't there? There are tree-end. Yeah, not all trees talk. Not all they tree- showed them, like, in one of the shots, they show them in the forest walking. Yeah, And they don't know that the orcs... They decide not to tell the... the they're probably... <sighs> they're an, an, trees, bro. trees communicate very slowly. They make it a thing. So no. they're, they're probably not aware yet. If anybody...
0: <laughs> they, they got like snail mail.
1: They're probably, <laughs> probably going to be the first ones to, to be aware, aside from the people in the Southlands. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. But also the tree and the cat. They kind of do their own thing. They kind of do their own thing. They, All right. All right. They uh, walk slow. They talk slow. I'm fine with episode four. They, lost, of their, power. they lost their women. I'm excited to see a tree and woman. And Lord of the Rings... The big thing is with the tree end, is that the tree end wives, no one knows what happened to them, but they haven't been seen for a very long time. Yo, what if the orcs take the tree end wives? Listen, man, we don't know what's gonna happen. So I'm excited to see a tree, okay, a tree end woman as well as a female orc. There's another thing we've never seen, which is probably gonna make all the racist people go crazy.
0: <laughs> orcs are only men. <sighs> I'm excited to get. To, know, I'm I'm going to watch the Fellowship of the Ring before I watch Episode Five: a Rings oh. of Power. I feel comfortable with assigning the fantasy belt to Rings of Power, episode four. You're welcome. Because it was better. Yeah. Uh, You're also welcome for the rest of this episode. Thank you guys for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share. Uh, Make sure that you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd greatly appreciate it. So that way we can find our own, like, Trient Wives. Um, It really helps us find (laughs) people like you and to grow more. And so that you can just take 10 seconds of your time, leave us a review, five stars preferred, of course. um, And we would really... Really appreciate it. Raul, if you could let the people tell them where they can find you and your triad wife. Uh, in L.A., but also we
1: are on Twitter and Instagram at the Raul Nevedo, or I am. You are.
0: <laughs> <laughs> However, if you're in the movie photography in the L.A. area, you are more than welcome to be able to reach out to Ezra Photo. That's E-Z-E-R-P-H-O-T-O. Yeah, at Ezra Photo. There you go. Um, and you can follow your boy I'm at Colby told me that's K O L B Y T O L D me I'm in the market for a triant wife um, however I'm not a triant myself um, <laughs> you know I gotta shoot my shot when I can why not on the podcast hello um, yeah so yeah that's where you can find me on Twitter and IG and you can find us at report pod on Twitter and Instagram and of course the website at mReportpod.com. Hey, be a part of the show. If you have a report, let us know. This has been yours, Minority Report. Peace.